and welcome back to Slurred Cinema, the podcast about movies and mixology. I am your host, Joel, and I'm joined by... And the award goes to... Jeremiah. Do you want to present what we're talking about today? <laughs> we will be going over some nominees for the 94th Academy Awards. 94th? Yeah. Wow, seems like only yesterday. It was just getting started. <laughs> But yeah, so we will be talking about um, at least the movies that we've seen that were nominated. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not going to speculate on the ones I haven't seen, like Belfast. I don't know what the heck that's about. I, don't I know, know it's about a little boy, but that's that's. Is that Bell? Is he fast? He's yeah. It's like Sonic. But, Pretty. Oh well. <laughs> but set in uh, pre- prequel. Was Ireland? Is that where Belfast is? Uh... I don't know. I apologize to the global community. Geography is not my strong suit. Yeah, also this isn't a geography podcast anyway, so if that's what you're here for. (laughs) Before we get to the nominated movies, why don't we go over what's not nominated that we've seen? Yeah, like lately, yeah, yeah. Or I guess whatever we've seen, because I've actually not seen a lot of movies lately, personally. That's lame. I I just went to two rock concerts, and you know, that's, you know. Okay, it is in Northern Ireland. Oh, okay, thank you. Part of the UK. I so am I'm glad not, I'm not a complete idiot. I am glad we got to the bottom of that. Um, and quickly, too. One might save in Belfast. <laughs> Located in Ireland. <laughs> Northern Ireland, so it's no- part of the UK. Northern Ireland, so it's part of the UK. Thank you, thank you for that. I mean, because that's actually important. Did you know there is a Blade Runner show on HBO Max? <sighs> yeah. Did you hear about it? No. So it just kind of popped up randomly, and I watched the first episode. It is an animated show. Oh, this just keeps getting worse. I've only watched the first one, but I like it, but I didn't like it when I first started it. But I gave it the whole episode, and then I was like, okay, actually, this might be kind of good. But uh, yeah, um, it's called Blade Runner Black Lotus, and it is on HBO Max right now. I believe the whole season is on, on there, so... Hmm. Um, if you want to binge some cartoons. Yeah, and it's actually pretty good. It's nice to throw in a new one, you know, to mix up the Teen Titans. and. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I would I would say it's worth ch- checking out if you like the Blade Runner franchise. Because it, it actually follows a whole new character, and it's a whole new, like, story plot. Is he a robot? Is it a he? It's a she. Oh, okay. And, now they're breaking down barriers. And yes, like they don't really. It's like maybe for the first five minutes you don't know if she's human or not, but then they make it pretty clear. Just like in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Well, I feel like that one kind of was a back and forth. Like, like you thought he was, and then oh maybe he's not. Oh yeah, he is. Okay. Whereas this, her her eyes do that thing. Mm. The reflective thing did we talk about uh how cool harrison ford is i mean i try to Blade Runner 2049. oh just oh i thought you were saying just generally like oh i mean cool in general guy. like i i don't know if i've mentioned this story on there before but i heard when they're filming blade run 2049 and they're doing the scene where uh ryan gosling first meets harrison ford and it's got all the flashing lights and stuff and uh harrison ford you know throws some punches hmm. he got confused and didn't see Ryan Gosling and actually punched him in the face. So the onset medic, you know, they cut the scene, the onset medic runs over with an ice pack and goes to give it to Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford snatches it and puts it on his fist. 
And he was like, he's young, he's fine, but my, you know, I could have broken a bone here. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to crash land a plane with a... <laughs> with some b- bloody knuckles. That is a, a great story. I feel like we did kind of share some, some Her- Harrison Ford stories uh, like that. Like how he also saved a kid out of a forest fire. And I mean, I, f- I feel like we might have talked about it, but I don't know, A, if it was cut. But B, it also just bears repeating. Like, that's it's a true. good story. It's true. That's a good good Hollywood insider story. Yeah, ho- hopefully Brian Gosling, you know, is, is doing okay still. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got free health care. He's fine. Oh, yeah, right, because he's Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. Just like Brendan Fraser. Oh, man, I'm so good at this game. You are. <laughs> Always got to tie it back to, to, to Brendan Fraser. Did you know the Kevin Bacon game is actually called Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yes. and it's, I did not know that. Because you're supposed to get it within six or something? Or? Right, which I thought was the rule, but I didn't know the actual title. I thought it was just the Kevin Bacon game, but it's Six Degrees of. So you start with any actor, yeah. and you have six movies to get it to Kevin Bacon. Oh, I thought you started with Kevin Bacon and then you have to get back to Kevin Bacon. That'd be really hard. Well, that's how I've always played it, but not in the six degrees. I, I just keep it going. I thought it was just like any actor in Hollywood, you can somehow relate to Kevin Bacon. Something like Which, that makes a lot more sense. But if we are playing the Kevin Bacon to Kevin Bacon, I figured out in four movies. <coughs> yeah? What you got? Oh, I gotta remember what it is. Shit, what was it? <laughs> Wait, okay, so Kevin Bacon is in Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling is in Drive with with Albert Brooks, and Albert Brooks is in This Is 40 with John Lithgow. John Lithgow is in Footloose with Kevin Bacon. Good one. I did it. Winner. That was a lot. (laughs) That's a uh, fun game, though. Yeah. It's it's a fun little, like, you know, kind of brain puzzle. If anyone can get it in less than four... Please email us at slurredcinemapodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know what you got. I would really love to, to hear hear that. That's what I'm going to be thinking about the rest of the episode now. I'm going to be trying, oh. to, trying to get you. Well, maybe we'll, we'll come back to it. Uh, <laughs> what have you been watching? I found on Netflix, I didn't know The Hateful Eight had an extended version. Yeah, I thought that I had told you about that, but well, I've that seen was... It. I've Uh-oh. seen it, like, I think I actually have the quote-unquote extended version on, like, Blu-ray. Oh, okay. But this, it's broken down into, like, 55-minute episodes. Right. Instead of just one long One slog. long movie, yeah. So I, I decided to check that out, because it was, I was cold, and I like The Hateful Eight. I like when there's a small cast in a confined space, you know. That's, yeah, like. It's a good setup. As of Our Dogs, uh, n- another Tarantino movie. Yeah, which. Uh, used to be my favorite, but now it's the Hateful Eight. I don't, I no. don't. There's, I mean, he's he's good. So if we ever do a Tarantino episode, we can get into that. Which we should. We should. Yeah. We can make our drinks taste like feet. I had heard. <laughs> I had heard something about how he wanted to do the same thing with Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood, where he wanted to do like more more of a mini series and not like a super long movie. Mm. But I had heard that before uh, COVID, so I think we may never see that. Just like the Star Trek movie he was going to make. But since he's supposedly going to stop with, you know, doing doing everything with the writing, directing, and producing and all that, after what, his next movie? I think Hateful Eight was his eighth, so I think he's got two more, and then he's done directing. No, no, because Hateful Eight... 
Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Once Upon right. a Time. Oh, shit. But he also... You only have one more? But he, he's also said that Kill Bill counts as one. Hateful Eight, it was number eight. Right, so he could do a part three. To oh, kill I get Bill, what you, and yeah. just count as which, which I'd be into. I, that's that's the one that I'm. I would suggest him for. using the color blue because he did yellow and he did red. I think blue would be. I think her blonde hair would really stand out if she's in it. Right. Yeah. Like maybe it could be more about her daughter. Like we've also talked about. On I, I mean, I show. still think she should have. She should be in it. Oh well, absolutely. But maybe she's not like the main character. And her actual daughter was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like her that's actual right. daughter could be in. Who had played... Sorry, we're talking about Uma Thurman, if uh, oh, you don't know. Yeah, we do like to play the pronoun game on this show. <laughs> I, I, I like to think of it as a fun little game that you guys can try and play. Like, who are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yes, right, thank you. So, Hateful Eight, the extended version, all I was going to say, the only thing that I feel that they extended, uh, that extended the runtime, well, first of all, it has opening credits. On every single episode. There's oh. like at least four minutes of Jeez. the the like carriage in the snow and that shot of the crucifix. Yeah. He must really like. Does it have a theme song or is it just more of the score? I don't know. I fast forwarded over it. Oh. Because I don't, I don't want to watch six minutes of well, uh, Wooden Jesus. Um, speaking of the Academy Awards, that, that score actually did win... Nice. Um, it was that same guy that did all the uh, spaghetti western movies, like uh, Ecstasy of uh, Gold, which is now actually used in uh, Modelo ads. Oh. Uh, yeah, look that up. Let's see. I was actually going to look up the guy's name, though. So the only other thing I, I could figure out that extended the runtime was how many times they say the N-word. Oh. And that was kind of, it was a lot. It was a little uncomfortable to watch. And it got me wondering, Ennio Morricone? I mean, uh, it's an Italian name. Yes. We're American. I'm sorry. But yeah, that's who did this this score. Anyways, I I wonder in movies like that, like, do the actors, because they say it so much, do you think they have to like cut that out of the, their vocabulary? Like, do they ever accidentally say it after that? I kind of doubt it. I would hope not, but, I mean, they all said it so much. Really? Because I, I was going to say, I don't remember them saying it that much in the movie. But, yeah, they huh. said it, it was peppered in, you know. In, yeah, just like most Tarantino But it's movie, like every say. time the camera changes angle, they had to really? say it like three times. Jeez. And Kyle saw part of it with me, and he was like, is Sam Jackson okay with this? And I was like, well, he's in the movie. Like, obviously, he's, you know, he was probably warned ahead of time. Actually, on the set of uh, Django Unchained, DiCaprio felt uncomfortable, like, saying it. Yeah, I would, too. And Sam Sam Jackson had to, like, pull him aside and kind of had to give him, like, a pep, I mean, pep talk. Yeah, they're, they're actors, and it's, you know, historical piece, so I feel like they have a pass. But, again, I'm not black. So right, yeah. I don't really have. We you can't know, speak. Yeah, I can't on, say on, that. On that. <laughs> it didn't like add that much more. I mean, there was maybe more dialogue. I'm still confused. I was hoping it would answer this question. The Bruce Dern character, Samuel Jackson, sits down with him and they have a conversation right after he, you know, yells the N word in his face. Why would Bruce Dern be okay talking to Sam Jackson? I feel like Bruce Dern is just stuck in that chair in that movie. Does he ever move? He gets up and gets shot. Oh, spoiler okay. alert! 
They all get shot. The one time that he stands up out of the chair, he gets shot. I don't remember that movie very well. I rank it fairly low on the Tarantino spectrum. Really, I I I have it high. I and that and that's all right too. I just, of the two westerns he's done, I thought it was the better one. I liked Django a little more, but <clears throat> they're both still kind of meh. I liked Django until Christoph Waltz dies. That Spoiler part, alert. That part doesn't make any sense to me. When like, he's got a hidden gun, and he shoots Leonardo DiCaprio, and then he turns to Django, and he's just like, oh, I couldn't resist, sorry. Like, you're in a room with guys with guns, and you're gonna, like, make a little witticism towards your friend? Like, dude, get the fuck out. <laughs> you just shot a guy. Run. Or shoot more guys. Like, do something. But yeah. he just stood there and just took it, and was like, and why? Then, and then, good luck getting out of here now. Um, so I didn't like that part. So this has been our Tarantino episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I go on tangents sometimes. We can get into all of this, but for those listening on Netflix, you can just skip the extended version, watch the regular version of Hateful Eight, if the N-word makes you uncomfortable especially. Yes. I was also going to say, I had previously mentioned I went to a couple of uh, concerts. I saw Karingabin and Greta Van Fleet. Karingabin? Krangman. I I think I'm saying that right. For anyone that wants to like Google that or look them up on Spotify, it's spelled K-H-R-U-A-N-G-B-I-N. They're from Texas, but uh, I was going to say, because you actually like them more, Greta Van Fleet, who is actually from our uh, home, home, home state. If you've not heard of them, they have like a very 70s sound. They basically sound like Led Zeppelin. And their their look is also seventies. True. So they're they're definitely going for something. Yeah, very true. And their album covers look like. Oh, I, I mean the whole the whole package is like from all, the 70s. all of it. Okay, um, but yeah, they were good um, live. Um, I don't need to get into like the whole story, but <laughs> it was probably the the biggest crowd of people that I've been in since the start of the pa- pandemic. It was very st- stressful, <laughs> kind of kind of in like an angst anxiety sort of state but they, they were they were good though if you want us to talk more about music email us because we do we go to concerts and now that the pandemic's over we can go to more concerts and we can share with you how we feel about that if there's somebody you're interested in seeing and we've seen them maybe we can give you some tips or something yeah if you are local or you live around kalamazoo the wings center whatever that thing is called it's not a good place. That was where most of the stress came from. But that's that's the only bad venue that I can think of Yeah, either of us have been to. Usually the venues are pretty good. I did just read a story, another venue that I've been to. I just won't like mention it. Um, but j- just last week, they had to cancel one of their shows like mid-show because the floor started to uh, buckle. Wow. And... <clears throat> They have like two floors and the floor that started to buckle, that's where a lot of people were standing in and there were still people like down below. And so yeah, they had to- That's keep, scary. It, yeah. And being there, I, I like felt that way and I could see how that could happen. Um, but anyways, that's, this has been our live concert episode. Oh, I was, I was going to throw in one since oh, you did one. bonus. I was going to do one. Twin Temple- I think they're fairly new. I don't know a ton about them. We went to a concert to see two other bands. We're both headlining. I'd never seen that before. Yeah, me either. 
it was two bands that were headlining and then one opening act. Well, I guess when Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer, when they all toured together, but that was just, I think, maybe last year, but that was, so that was the only time I've heard of it. We went to Volbeat and Ghost concert, and the opening act was Twin Temple, and if you like 50s-style doo-wop music, and if you like Amy Winehouse, and if you are loose on Christianity... <laughs> You should give them a listen. They call themselves like satanic doo-wop, but it's not like, oh, we hate God. It's more like the vagina is power. That's a good and nut horseman. <laughs> so, so, so the hi- highlights, sat- satanic doo-wop, <laughs> vagina is power. <laughs> and they don't have a ton of music. I, I play a lot. I put them on shuffle on Spotify a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's like... They have, like, two actual albums and then one live album. Oh, okay. And then one single. Like, they don't have a lot. So, um, they, they are very new. But I, I want them to become bigger and release more music, so everybody needs to go look them up. Speaking of musicals, I also saw the movie Cyrano with Peter Dinklage. Is that new? And Ben Mendelsohn, yeah. Oh, I, I haven't even heard of it. Well, it's a musical. So, the story of Cyrano... Based on an actual person, but it's not a true story. Guy Cyrano in France, back before the French Revolution, back when they saw kings and shit. He's in love with this woman, but he thinks because he's ugly or whatever that she won't love him. Oh, I did see the trailer for this, yep. And then she meets a guy and is full of lust for him. So Cyrano tells that guy like what to say to her. And that way she gets like the love that he thinks she deserves. And this guy, you know... Everybody's supposed to win. I mean, except Cyrano, I guess. He doesn't get what he wants, but he's happy that she's happy. Oh, I see. So it's like an unselfish love kind of yeah. story. But this is a musical starring Peter Dinklage. I was disappointed. I've seen the Doritos commercial where he mouth um, lip syncs. I, I didn't see that. You don't know that Doritos commercial? No. Oh. All right, here. We'll watch right now. I'm just joking. <laughs> you got to pull. It's great. Um, well, I will watch it after, after this. So I was hoping for like some Hamilton action. But instead, it was very unusual. So it starts off, it's, it wasn't like a traditional musical. Like, there was music, and people like would talk in rhythm. And it was like guys just reading poetry at one point. It was, it was strange. And then it sort of changes, that morphs into an actual musical. Like, there's a couple actual songs in there. It's not heavy on the music. My husband was worried about it because he was like, I've heard Peter Dinklage talk. I don't know if he can sing, but he can. Ben Mendelsohn can sing. Really? So that's, you, you know you know who that is, right? I know the name, but I'm not picturing the face. <sighs> so why were you like, oh, really? Well, because I know the name, but I can't picture the face. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that guy. He like always plays the bad guy. So guess who he plays in this movie? <laughs> A good guy. Oh. <laughs> No, he he's a bad guy, and his the song that he sings, um, his solo, it kind of reminded me of. Do you remember the Disney cartoon Hunchback of Notre Dame? Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. So the Jeremy Irons song, um, in that. Wait, Jeremy Irons is in that one too. He's the bad guy. And he does the voice of Scar. I think it, that's him in both of them. Are you finding it? I'm gonna find it faster than you. Yeah, because I'm not even looking. oh this is weird if you look it up on imdb demi moore and then jason alexander are the first two cast members they mentioned probably because they're the two best known 
Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's not Jeremy Irons. It is Tony J. Tony. Was he in the 1939 one and the Disney one? As the same character? I don't know. It was the role he was born to play. We, we have a couple of Batman developments, like from the movie The Batman, uh, that have kind of come out since the movie came out. Off the, <laughs> off the bat here. Ah, uh, it's a little late for Odd the Bat, though, I think. That usually means right in the beginning, doesn't it? Yeah, so right off the bat of this segment. Oh, then, oh know. we're changing segments. Okay, okay. So instead of an end credit scene, this movie, they just kind of flashed a uh, website. What do you call that? Like, URL? A URL, thank you. And people went to it, and it was kind of like this coded messaging thing uh, that was very clearly in, in like the theme of the uh, Riddler. And on one of the pages, or it was on like a hidden page within the hidden website, it was like a coded uh, message. It translated to, I have a screenshot here. You think I'm finished, but perhaps you don't know the full truth. Every ending is a new beginning. Something is coming. So basically they could have just said, we're making another one, guys. Something something is is, uh, coming. I feel like everybody... I mean, everyone should have seen that coming. But I like that they did it in a more more creative kind of. Uh, it it almost makes you feel like you're like part of the. Yeah, w- yeah. World. You had to work for. It. Yeah. Well, not that I did. I I just Googled it. But also another development. So, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen the Batman or if you haven't listened to our previous episode, maybe just skip ahead like a few minutes. The Joker made an appearance at the end of the Batman. And that was one of our least favorite parts, but it turns out that that wasn't the only scene that they had shot with the Joker. I think you had a, a bit more context for, for this, because I, I had only just kind of read about that much. So uh, what I read, actually, I think I saw the article right here. ScreenRant.com. I mostly just pay attention to them for the pitch meetings because I love that Ryan George guy. He's they're so funny. Yeah, those those are all good. They're super easy, barely an inconvenience. Nope, that doesn't really fit. <laughs> Need you to get all the way off my back. Pitch meetings are tight. There we go. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So it just the movie was long enough without this. So I'm glad they kept it out of it, especially since it has nothing to do with the, the overall anything story. So the movie takes place, he's been Batman for two years. Mm-hmm. The scene with the Joker, the Joker sees him and he's like, oh, it's our anniversary, isn't it? So he's been in there oh. at least a year. So he I, he must have gotten started really quick on shit if Bruce caught him within the first year and then stuck yeah. him in there. But it just goes into kind of their their relationship to sort of set stuff up for the future, it sounds like. So, so you get some history, and you. Um, so when Joker is like a main bad guy, then you kind of would have known. Like, there's like some some more context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have a, a better background for if uh, if and definitely when he comes back. Well, maybe they'll just stick this in the. If they did, a, they don't need to do a whole series. I'd be okay if they just did one or two. Or three, like a trilogy is a nice, you know. Definitely. Like the Dark Knight trilogy was nice. Well, it didn't. A beginning, a middle, and an end. I mean, yes, it 
it did end, but I don't know that it was like a perfect ending. But no, I'm I'm not commenting on the quality of it, just the structure of it. Yeah, with 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 the overall and um, I think once you go past three, then that kind of can get a little muddy. I think when you get past three, as long as you sort of reinvent, like could even start like a new sort of art to kind of build off of that like jurassic park how they had the original three and then they started the jurassic world shit west craven's a uh, new nightmare although west craven's new nightmare was more at the end of the series than in the middle of it did we say we're talking about nightmare on elm street right no i just assumed everyone knew well we're talking about the franchise nightmare (laughs) on Elm, elm street the movie started to get kind of repetitive like the first few, they kind of built off of the last one. Well, even that's not necessarily... The second one is a standalone film entirely. The third one is more of a sequel to the first one. I forgot about that. So I, I liked that, because then when they did the fourth one, it didn't feel like they were adding on to a trilogy, because it was like... Because that could have been like the third part. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then they found a fun way to reinvent the whole thing with Wes Craven's A a New Nightmare. And then they tried to reboot it, and that didn't go so well. Anyways, jumping all the way back to the Batman, I was going to say it's kind of interesting that they would write, like, a whole scene and sort of some uh, backstory for the Batman and uh, uh, Joker, because uh, Matt Reeves has also recently said that he doesn't actually have like a set plan for the uh, Joker yet, and he and he could just be saying this, but he he doesn't actually know what he's gonna do with the character yet, and that the Joker is in sort of a like a pre-Joker sort of phase still. I was I would like to add I forgot they were doing the different uh, streaming series series is yeah the the, so, the the hbo max ones i guess we don't have to necessarily wait for the second batman movie because maybe joker will True. team up with penguin or something yeah and we yeah and those series are great opportunities for them to kind of fl- flesh out more story for the next uh, movie did we talk about kenobi trailer last episode did you cut that no i didn't get that far listening to it I haven't watched it yet. You haven't watched the Kenobi trailer yet? No. Oh, man. But you told me to. Not th- We don't need to get into that. I was just in series. Is. Just, oh, okay. You but, were saying more fleshed out stuff, and I was just like, oh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, that show's going to flesh out some Well, stuff. did you watch the trailer for Atlanta Season 3? I don't know what Atlanta is, and at this point I'm too afraid to ask. It's, it is one of my favorite shows. It's is that so- the... Childish Gambino show? Yes, it's so good. People keep telling me that. It is a perfect blend of, like, comedy, and there's some eerie, kind of spooky stuff. Hmm. Not as much in the first season, but definitely season two kind of picks up, and from what I've seen of season three, they lean even more into the, you know, spooky, creepy kind of stuff. And that actually premieres uh, this month on the, the 26th. Childish Gambino also played Lando Calrissian. Ha! Six degrees of Star Wars. There was at least a couple in there, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. If you've never seen that show, you should watch it, because I really like it. Especially se- season two. 
did we talk about Spider-Man? Did I did I rant about how terrible Spider-Man yes, is? Yes, we have ranted about how... Sp- and we even talked about Spider-Man last week. I'm going to cut this. We're not talking about Spider-Man anymore. <laughs> Spider-Man. No, leave that in. I want the people to know. Spider-Man is dead. I want me. them to know. You liked Spider-Man at I point. still like Spider-Man. I take it all back. <laughs> um, so, anyways... Uh, After 40 minutes, now we can get into the actual plot of our show here. Yeah, uh, we have made a couple of cocktails... In the theme of, well, at least mine is in the theme of one of the nominated movies. I, I guess I can't speak for you because I'm not you sure. You didn't even ask what I made yet? Hold on. Uh, we're just getting there. We're just... <laughs> <laughs> what did you make, Jeremiah? I made a cocktail. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. It is Dune-inspired. Oh, okay. Uh, it, I call it the Arrakis Sunrise. That's a really good name. Thank you. So I wanted it to be tropical because it's like a desert thing. Mm. I wanted there to be spice in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's smart. And it also is the color of their sand. Yeah, you you put a lot more work into this than I put into mine. <laughs> so it's uh, basically a pineapple mimosa. Oh, also, I, because it's uh, up for an Academy Award, people use champagne to celebrate. I wanted the alcohol to be champagne. That is really smart. Wow. 10 out of 10. You <laughs> you de- de- definitely won. Thank um, you. Thank you. Um, so it's pineapple juice instead of orange juice. Nice. Champagne, obviously. Some lime juice for flavor and bitters. Can you actually, like, taste the spice? Mmm. And it t- tastes good? Here, try that. Yeah. Here, and you can also have mine if you... I don't, I don't know. If you dare. Oh, okay. This doesn't smell bad. Well, let me talk about it first. Yours tastes really good. Thank you. So mine is based on licorice pizza. So it's marinara sauce. Well, I started with the flavor uh, licorice. And unfortunately, there's nothing pizza related. Oh, you should have put like a, a pepperoni on the rim. like a Pepperoni? Decoration. <laughs> not it's like pizza. a breadstick or something. like that. It's not as, you don't need it to like stir. It's not like a yeah. olive in a martini glass. I was just, a, a cup decoration is all. So I, I guess a serving option is you could put a pepperoni slice on the rim. Mm, I bet this was um, better before the ice melted. But oh. that is tasty. Is it? Okay. I do like that. So I started with, yeah... Licorice pizza and the licorice flavor. And basically, it's just a licorice cola with some rum. So it's like a rum cola, and the cola is uh, is licorice flavor. And I did that by... I didn't even know that they made uh, licorice um, tea, but I just made like a really uh, con- concentrated, like small a- a amount. Uh, mixed it in with some Coke, and then I put in some rum, and... There's really nothing else that is related to the uh, movie, so that's Just licorice flavor. Yeah, so and I, I didn't think of the champagne thing. That is also very clever. Plus, you had like the spice and everything. But I feel like yeah, like this is just a nice little sip sip on kind of like if you don't like uh, licorice, I wouldn't say this is like super licoricey. It's um, what is it? I put like an ounce of the licorice tea. Uh, concentrate uh, an ounce of rum and then I just filled like a bucket glass with with, uh, cola and uh, ice I was worried about I don't really care for licorice um, flavor my husband does 
Do I bring him up in every episode? No, that's okay. If I talk about him too much, email us. Let us know. Let's get some... Or if you want to hear about him more. <laughs> Let's get some back and forth. He really likes the star anise. Um, every time he kisses me with licorice mouth, though, I'm just like, oh, you taste like anus. Wait, he likes what? Star anise. That's the licorice flavor. Because they're shaped like stars. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. But to tease That's him, what I'd... it's called? Anise. Yeah. And I, I pronounce it anus because but of course. I think it tastes gross. And it's a star... Anyways. <laughs> like... <laughs> This this is a healthy amount of of anus, and I didn't get a heavy rum flavor either. Good. So it's a yeah, it is a good sipper. You don't want to down it too fast, cause right. I think that was everything as far as catching up and other tangents and whatnot. So oh, can... I have a hundred more tangents ready. I'm sure you you don't even know of all the tangents that this, you have ready. This podcast is just a minefield. If you step on the wrong, if you say the word wrong word, it's like stepping on a mine and I'm just going like, to go off. And all I'm going to be doing is saying random words. <laughs> hmm, that is tasty. Wait, which one are you drinking? It is a tasty burger. What, that one is? Arrakis Sunrise, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that, that one is good. I, I, I feel like they both taste good. I just think that you definitely won because you had source material. And it does look like the sand. Yeah. Uh, we need to get more judges. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, email us. At slurredcinemapodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Maybe. I feel like our listeners are mostly family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you come on the show, you're definitely a family. We, we have chosen family like Fast and Furious. We'll just ask for a small donation of $500. Unless you're Brendan Fraser. Unless and we'll pay you $500. Then we will give you a free drink. Two free drinks. Two, of, even maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> but One for each mommy movie. Anyways, getting into the main topic here. So I thought we would just kind of go through at least the nominated movies and then talk about maybe like some predictions as far as like what might win and... Uh, and such. So the list, if you've not heard, is as follows. We got Belfast. This is for Best Picture? Yes. So yeah, these, thank you. So yeah, these are the Best Picture nominees. We got Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. That's kind of a lot, huh? I was going to make a cocktail from Nightmare Alley, but I didn't know where to get opium on this short of notice. Ah. Uh, if you had just had a couple, yeah. couple more days. Yeah, if, if, I, if I'd planned ahead. Um, so, yeah. Well, speaking of Nightmare Alley, do you want to just jump right into that one? Nightmare Alley is a noir film by Guillermo del Toro. Starring Bradley starring Cooper. Starring Bradley Cooper and others. Rooney Mara, Kate Blanchett, freaking, freaking, what's her name? From The Way Way Back. I always forget Hereditary. her name. I always forget her name, and I feel... Colette. Colette. Tony Colette. Tony. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> um, Willem Dafoe, Ron Perlman. There's a lot of people in it. Tony Colette, if you're listening, I do apologize. Every time I see your face, I want to say Tilda Swinton, and I know really? it's wrong. I think it's because they're both T's, and they're both like blondes. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know what it is about you. I think you're fantastic. Yeah. Especially in 
Hereditary. Did she win for Hereditary? She wasn't she even won. nominated. What? That was one of like the biggest upsets. Yeah. All right. So quick tangent here. Uh, a few years ago, I tried to organize my own award show called The Snubbies, where mm. we nominated movies that we thought were better and got snubbed by the Oscars. And I actually was in the process of getting like statues made. A friend of mine had a 3D printer, and he said you can print plastic with gold in it. And be Real like, gold? gold? Yeah. Wow. And we worked at the movie theater then. Yeah. So they were like, if you want to have a theater so you can... Like, it was like a real thing like, that was going to happen. Have, have a whole ceremony. Wow. Um, and then Halle Berry would have shown up and said, thank you for my rest. Well, yeah, and she wasn't even nominated. But she would have <laughs> shown up. <laughs> so, if you'd like us to do an episode on Snubbies, let us know. Yeah, well... You can email us. <laughs> I don't um, know if you guys have heard. Although, I didn't see that much this year. So, maybe for the next year or something yeah it's been a weird few years with the pandemic and everything um yeah i don't even know what's out i'm only just now getting back into into the swing of it well i heard rumors the reason i didn't the academy was changing the rules for how they vote and the categories it's like changes were happening yes and so i was like okay one of the things that they were going to do was an audience choice right right so I was like, well, if they do that, then there's really, you know, because that's what mine basically would have just been. In recent years, they were adding categories to try and up the uh, ratings. Like they were trying to put categories that people cared more about. But then I think this year they actually had to cut out categories to keep the like air time short. Cause yeah, those so they're things, not going to televise everything. Well, those things are like three hours long. Ones. They're so long. No one's going to want to watch all that you know i mean i why their viewership has gone down over the years i mean i can just google the answers the next day without having to sit through all the ads and if i want to watch their their uh, speeches i I can also just youtube that nothing's going to beat sally field's acceptance speech though she should have got an oscar for that what 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 movie was that for i have no idea was it more recent or like a long time ago? it was like in the 80s i think oh it was probably 90s? 90s it was maybe? it was honestly probably for like the flying nun or something <laughs> that's a tv show oh it is yeah. well still i don't know how things worked back then <laughs> um if you d- haven't seen sally field's acceptance speech, i'm not you should look it up pretty sure it's on youtube also for best actor leonardo dicaprio so much class i was really impressed with with him when he accepted his finally after after 20 not, years of trying to get one and not even being nominated for roles that he should have been nominated for. that he should have won for oh yeah yeah hud alone nominated but yeah. then he got up there and he wasn't an asshole and i was just really impressed with his his maturity and the fact that he used that time like talk about climate change instead of you know i want to thank my you know whatever man this would be a perfect time to bring up don't look up but we're still talking about is that nominated Nightmare Alley. Yes, I Ugh. have the list right here. I just read it. Ugh, I wait. missed that one. Wait, did you see it? No. Hold on. I'm not gonna watch it. It's really good. I don't want to. Okay, should we just talk about this and then we'll come back to Nightmare Alley? Uh, so Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley. <laughs> so it's a noir style film set back in the day when noirs movies were popular. So it's very dark. You follow a character who he's a drifter. He works his way up. He has it all. Lives he, it well, all. he's like haunted by his past, and he is yeah. He's 
trying to he he almost like manipulates his way or like he rather like learns how to manipulate so first he relies uh, on his good looks and then he relies on yeah that skill that he stole and he gets really greedy it's not enough to just have i mean even more than what he needs he like tries for more and that gets him into some trouble well i mean considering well, he was a drifter just a few weeks ago i mean it's understandable that he'd be a little greedy yeah um, but you you've all seen this hollywood story before i thought the whole thing like was shot really well it all looked really pretty in fact i'm gonna say that about several movies on yeah, this list me too like the, ci- the acting cinematography. cinematography for a lot of these is really good it's, it's very good um, yeah. i was impressed with that this this uh, i was gonna say this year well i guess yeah this year yeah this, this, from, yeah. Th- this year yeah but honestly for me and i'm i'll probably say this about a couple of them too the story i just like this one it felt kind of drawn out like long i could really tell where it was going yeah because we've seen this hollywood story yeah yeah times before I did like it, except for the Kate Blanchett character, like what happens to her. I did not like that. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, we don't want to spoil This isn't these. a spoiler review, but I was unhappy with how that ended. I feel like I would also probably appreciate it more if I could pick up on... I know there was like some sim- symbolism ha- happening throughout, but it's also been at least a week since I watched it, so I don't fully remember it. But I'm also being vague because I don't want to spoil anything. Because, I mean, I wouldn't say that I love this movie, but if you catch it on, like, HBO Max, which I'm pretty sure it's it's still streaming there. I mean, it was all right to just kind of have, have on. So the first job we see him get in the movie, I don't know if people know, Nightmare Alley. That's like when the freak show would come to town and they have all the different booths and you... You go into a tent and you, you know, pay 50 cents or whatever to see a freak. They'd set up in these big fields and you'd just walk down like the middle of this alley and you could oh. go into any door on either yeah, side yeah. and you'd see something thrilling or scary or... As long as um, you pay up. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's where Nightmare Alley comes from. That's I see. the alley okay. of nightmares. This is like, you know, like some con- context people are, you know, listening for. Yeah. Well, they don't... I mean... There's not a lot of alleys in the movie. I but think he, I think he runs down one alley. I would say the whole movie was like a nightmare. Yeah, but what's the alley part of it? Mm, I think just what you were just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't really have anything else to say on Night Nightmare Alley. By default, I might be rooting for Nightmare Alley because I I don't know if I like any of the other ones more I than I liked that one. I see. I'm not even going to say that I like that one a lot. But just by comparison. Yeah. It was just, that's the one that you're going to root for. Probably. Well, the one that I'm going to root for is Don't Look Up on Netflix. Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill, Meryl Streep is in it. That guy that played the BFG. Mark Rylance. He, he actually had won for... Bridge of uh, Spies. Anyways, yeah. Basically, Jennifer Lawrence discovers a comet and it's headed straight for Earth and they only have so long to do something about it. And it's sort of a satire, but also is very real world. And without giving too much away, it's the comet represents climate change and 
it's kind of like saying like whether you believe in the comet or not it is coming for earth and which Leonardo DiCaprio that's kind of what he touched on in his acceptance exactly speech. so it does make sense that he would he would be in it directed and written by Adam McKay this is his third movie in a row to be nominated for best picture he had the big short vice and now don't look up and if you've ever seen those you kind of understand like he sort of makes like modern politics and comedy sort of those two the sorry the first two yeah the big short and vice those are based on actual events though real, real things and yes, this true. this is fiction very true but it is still based sort of on how the how like the modern world would sort of re- react which in a way makes it like a sad sort of scary movie but which is the tone of the other ones also yeah very very true um but yeah so i think that's the one that i would i i would personally pick um of the list i watched it twice although the first time i didn't realize there is a mid credit <clears throat> scene so if you haven't watched it and you watch it just wait there is more yeah uh, maybe i'll watch that then Kind of selling me on it right now. And, well, okay, but one thing that you wouldn't like about it, and this is going to go into the next movie, it did also have Timothy... Um, Timothee Chalamet? Yeah, uh, who was also in Dune. <laughs> I don't want to offend these actors personally. Jennifer Lawrence, Timothee, whatever. Uh, Timothee. <laughs> I think you're great in your field. Your publicist is doing too much, though. One more thing on Don't Look Up To, though. Jo- Jonah Hill in that movie is, like, is, like, the best part. He, so he, he had li- lived, like, most of his <laughs> lines. And they did, like, a full day of, of him just insulting Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> and she said it was, like, hard to do it because she just kept breaking so Jennifer Lawrence, she took a break from Hollywood. I think that's a really smart, mature decision. Just like Josh Hartnett, you know, these young actors, they get started before they get burned out or get into making bad decisions. Um, they step away for a little yeah. bit. And I really respect that decision when they do that. Same. And she had a baby. This is her first movie back since then. I think she was uh, off, what, like three years, four years? At least, yeah. I think her last movie was Mother, wasn't it? I think so. So she's been gone for a while, so I had a break, so maybe maybe I can No, she maybe I can do it again. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't even say necessarily that she is it feels like a stepping back into acting kind of thing, but I I don't know. She seems like a lovely person. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Come, I... come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sick of seeing her. She was everywhere for mm. so long. Just like yeah. Timothy. He's the he's the new Jennifer Lawrence. Who stars in Dune, the movie that we're about to talk about right now. Oh, are we, are we switching over? Well, I feel like we should kind of keep this moving, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if we're only talking about the ones that we've seen, then we only have a couple more left. Well... I think maybe I've seen a few more. Dune, based on the book. Dune. By a guy I honestly that don't wrote. remember. Ah, man. Okay. Frank Herbert. Frank Herbert. So. All right, let's be frank here. <laughs> Dune was another one. Uh, very well made. Acting good. Cinematography good. Lighting. Score. All of it. My problem, I think, was the writing. 
I am told that when they do the next part of Dune, I will feel differently about the first part. And I am also told if I read the book, I will feel differently. And I am told that for the time, like, the story was, like, revolutionary and had never been heard before or whatever. Um, so people think I've just watched, you know, too many Star Wars stuff. Uh, <sighs> too too much Star Wars? Too, too many of them Star Wars. Too much Star Wars stuff. I thought the plot was dumb. Yeah, so I didn't finish the book. In fact, I probably only got like a quarter of the way in. Because the book is... It has an index because the world is so... It's like so detailed and everything is just like completely made up that they don't even take time to tell you what things are. They just like use the phrase of whatever the thing is. It's it's a made up, you know, space sounding kind of name or whatever. And then you got to go back into the index and look up what that is so that you understand what they're talking about. And Very I, in depth. I just I just don't have time to even like read. Speaking of YouTube, uh, I think the best part <laughs> of the Dune movie, Seth Meyers. Uh, you ever watch Late Night with Seth Meyers? Yeah. It can be really funny. Definitely. So when Dune got popular, I don't even know what the... He goes on tangents like we do. Yeah. And at one point, he did Al Pacino starring in Dune. And he did an (laughs) Al Pacino impression. And it was the funniest shit. So look that up on YouTube. Al Pacino and Dune. Yeah. (laughs) I would do it, but I don't want to like break the the microphone screaming. You would do in it. Ah. Yeah, so well, Dune you, starring Al Pacino. <laughs> Al Pacino. So there's, it's like, it's like medieval like nobility shit. There's an emperor and noble families, and there's one noble family that rules over a planet that mines all the spice, which apparently they need for space travel. So this family that is the governor of this planet, they're getting really rich. The Emperor's worried about this other family. I can't remember any of their names. Well, Oscar Isaac. I was going to say, yeah, just say He's the head of the the quote-unquote good family. Yep. Stellan Sarsgaard is the head of the quote-unquote bad family. So and Zendaya the, in the beginning of this movie. Zendaya. I forgot narrates, she was too. Um, and oh. she's talking about how the Harkonnen, the quote-unquote evil family, the bad guys, they're becoming richer than the Emperor. Dave Bautista uh, is also in that family. And uh, it's also got Javier Bardem. And Jason Momoa. Like, the cast is insane for this. Timothee Chalamet, we said. Rebecca Ferguson, love her. And, I mean, yeah, I will go see the second one just out of curiosity. I will go see the second one because I'm told that it will make me appreciate the first one. Okay, good. Because I did not like the first one. Anyway, back to the plot. Sorry, yeah. So these bad guys are governing a planet. They're getting all this money. They're becoming rich. The Emperor, however, dislikes the good family, Atreides. Yeah, okay. Is that what it is? But the Emperor is afraid of them, I think because of their military? Or just because Oscar Isaac is a good leader? I don't know, yeah, like why he doesn't like them. They don't get into that in the movie. Jason Momoa plays Duncan Idaho. Side note, stupidest name I've ever heard. That sounds like a small town. I rolled so hard that it hurt. (laughs) So he is allegedly like the best sword fighter in the galaxy or whatever um, but everyone they, else has guns because they don't have <laughs> yeah, they put guns on the ships but they don't have handheld guns i don't know well because the whole universe it's like if like magic was their science 
it seems to have more of a almost like a medieval type feel to how yeah. all of well, I mean, it is. Yeah. yeah. No, noble families and shit. Yes. So he's really good at sword fighting, and he trains the army for the Atreides family, and so I'm thinking maybe that's why. But again, they didn't really explain that in the movie. Um, so the emperor takes the evil family off this rich spice planet and gives it to Atreides' family to look after. And then the evil family and the emperor send in their armies and kill everyone. And that just seems so convoluted to me. Well, maybe in the second one we'll get some, and some, I'm some closure. Told, I'm told that it will all make sense. If you were the emperor and you were afraid that one family was becoming too powerful, why would you make a deal with another family to kill them? Why wouldn't you just kill them? Why wouldn't you just go to their home planet that has water and no Zendaya or Javier Bardem? There's no beautiful people on that planet except Oscar Isaac and Rebecca Ferguson and Tim Tatia. Okay, you know what? Everybody's beautiful in this movie. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, they're all... Well, except for uh, <laughs> Skarsgård's character. Yeah, except his character. I mean, out of he character, would, he's he's a handsome man. But, but in but character, they, he's like Jabba the Hutt. They give him the Winston Churchill treatment. Like a really tall Winston Churchill. He's okay. not tall. He just has like a onesie on and he flies everywhere. So it looks like he's tall. I guess, yeah. He's got gout, like to, to Benjamin me, Franklin. No, to to me, he looks like Jabba the Hutt and like a human. Yeah, yeah. which maybe is what George Lucas was going for. Anyways, the Harkonnens, the evil family, they have all the money. Yeah, they have a bigger army yeah. than the good family, and I'm I'm thinking bigger than the Emperor's army, like because they have so much money, they can hire all these people, and they need a big army to rule this planet full of Zendaya, and Javier's. Javier. <laughs> So why would you be worried about the Oscar Isaac family when this bigger army, you know, better funded army is at your gate? Instead, you're like, oh, let, why don't you do me a favor? I'm going to weaken my position in your eyes. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get know. it. They're all just playing 5D Political chess. intrigue don't make no sense. I've not watched this movie in months. I don't remember it. It was very forgettable. <sighs> but again, it all looked really pretty. From the cast to the cinematography, and that's that's really all I got to say. I, I, I will saw see it the in second IMAX, one. and it was so loud, Ooh. like my feelings were being shook loose. But then Oscar <laughs> Isaac was naked on screen, uh, and oh, I was like, "See, I don't okay, remember that. I'll, I'll watch that in IMAX." And I mean, then your feelings were really shaking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just sucking them out of my teeth. Whatever that means. Um, <laughs> oh, Josh Brolin's also in it. Oh man, yeah, I forgot a lot of people there's also space witches and timothy chalamet is like space jesus oh yeah because his mom is supposed to only like give birth to like daughters but he is not a daughter but he he also well, she, has she went against yeah with the order the witch yeah the coven told her to do they said oh only have daughters and she said no i'm gonna make space jesus because i think i can do it and they said if you fail then everyone's dead so she really why would she do that? We'll have to find out in the next one, maybe. I'm gonna move on though. I feel like that's all, all that, all the time that I have for on that, on that topic. I mean, the movie's only six hours long, so we could keep discussing it. I mean, we could, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, uh, licorice pizza. Why don't yeah. you give your review of that? I did not see that, but I so. did. Again, it looked really good. There was a certain. Um, 
quaintness, I would say, to it. Is that even a word? It was a very quaint movie. It was written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, who I've, I've really not seen a lot of his stuff. I know he did Boogie Nights and stuff that I've actually seen, but I guess I would like to think that other stuff was better than this. I don't think it was like a horrible movie. It just, it seemed kind of problematic. So it's set in the 70s, LA. Um, this couple, they meet, and from what I could tell in the, in the trailers, it was just like a generic kind of love story. She was a bit older than, than the guy. So I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like normally it's like the other way. Not only is she older, she is 25 and he is like 17. Oh. And so that's what I mean by it's like kind of problematic and the whole movie is just a little odd. So then when you find out their age, I was thinking, okay, either there's going to be some some like time jump or they they won't actually be a thing and it and maybe he'll like meet someone else that's actually his age cuz that's what movies do a lot. But no, but spoiler alert, but by the end of it, she is in love with this like 17 year old. Something about that, like that made me a little, like I'm, I'm just surprised that, that that got a green light in t- today's climate. It stars the, the band uh, Heim, that's their uh, last name, but it stars one of the sisters, she's like the lead, f- female lead, and then her sisters play her sisters. And then I think actually their parents are also in it as as their uh, parents. Which if you've not heard Haim, H-A-I-M, I would look them up. I think that they're pretty good. I think I would have rather watched an hour and a half long just musical or music video of uh, theirs. Because this movie actually did start with a music video. I was in, into that and then like the movie started and it was just kind of like drawn out. The soundtrack is like, because it comprised of songs that I kind of have forgotten about, and it wasn't just all like the generic, typical Hollywood movie songs. Just to give you a few, we got Let Me Roll It by uh, Paul McCartney and the uh, Wings. I forgot about that song, it's very good. Oh, and like like stumbling in, you can also look up the uh, soundtrack on Spotify too. Because um, right after I saw the movie, I I didn't want to go back and rewatch the movie, but I did want to just listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, which is a uh, good one. But yeah, that's that's all that I have on uh, on Licorice Pizza. Oh, I didn't know King Richard was nominated. I didn't see that. No, me either. I'm not but surprised that that's nominated. W- w- Will Smith nominated and i think he won the uh the screen actors guild for for that one. Oh, nice yeah i'm and pretty sure got, he's got some talent i'm not surprised please do more music i like i like driving around and you know <laughs> you know we got switch men in black i listened to one of i've only listened to one of his albums but mm. when i listened to it it was on like repeat it's it's fun I got a it's question. Clean I need to ask. Is that is that a song or is that just him talking? That's um, Switch, and I guess it sounded like me just talking with no <laughs> other music. 
real quick here, I know I keep saying that. Uh, I told you it's a minefield. Speaking of YouTube. When we st- first started this up again, we said we weren't going to talk about The Last Duel. I thought it was, it was nominated, so we were waiting. It's well, not nominated for Best Picture. So that would be our, like, snub. So and the Best Picture nominee for our snubby... Would be the last the best, duel. The best, the best snub? No, the worst snub. The worst snub, fucking... Yeah, worst snub. The yeah. last duel, man. Come on. The second worst supporting actor, Ben Affleck. Lead, Adam Driver or Matt Damon. That was a fantastic film. The third or fourth worst snub, I guess. Uh, Lady Gaga in House, House, House of Gucci. Yeah, she wasn't even nominated. It's bullshit. She didn't drop that accent for a year. Well, and she was actually good in it, whereas <clears throat> Adam Driver in that particular role was not as as good. So if we didn't we didn't talk about the last duel then, did we? We mentioned it in our catch up, but like I thought we didn't get into it because because it was nominated. I'm really sad now. I thought that would have been that would have been my pick for best picture. Yeah. So so that was the worst snub. Okay. Yeah, definitely for sure. Uh, the writing, again, the cinematography that it wasn't even nominated for cinematography. Dang. <sighs> Come on, Hollywood, what are you doing? But you know what was nominated for cinematography? West Side Story. <laughs> oh, good segue. Thank you. We got to get at least one. So, in. <laughs> West Side Story. I'd never seen any of the. Like, I'd never seen a live show. I never saw the other one that actually won Best Picture, which I also just learned that from you today, that the other one won 1961. Thank you, yes. And I didn't realize, and spoiler alert, sort of, for anyone who doesn't know, but maybe I'm, like, like the last person on Earth to learn this. I didn't realize West Side Story is basically Romeo and Juliet. It's not basically, it is. Well, it's basically in that it's a musical and it's set in a different time. And, like, there's different character names. To be fair, it's set in a different time, but when the musical first came out, it was... Set in the present day. Yeah. Okay. So it's Romeo and Juliet, but instead of families that don't get along, it's it deals with racism in America. Yeah, and so I think one of my major criticisms, especially since this is now the second movie... Well, it's it's another redo of the movie i would say a criticism is that they didn't do enough to change it Mm -hmm. i think if they did a twist on the story like maybe they change up what happens if they even change the setting give it a happy ending maybe uh samantha had suggested um like even uh, gender swap oh something that would have been interesting or even like same sex or something you could get into that like that could be the Damn. You know, but... Missed opportunity. But I will say, Steven Spielberg has finally made another really good-looking movie. (laughs) And it's been a long time. I thought, Ready Player One from 2018? Not that there's any other one, but I'm just saying how far back that was. Like, I thought that movie was pretty good, but it's a lot of CGI, and there's, you know, like, the cinematography... It's nothing, like, special. Whereas this one, it's like every shot is, like, so, so thought out. And it even does that thing where it's at least, like, the first minute to two minutes of the movie is just, it just, like, looks like one continuous shot. You know, when you look back at, like, Jurassic Park, 
as an example, Steven Spielberg would take take those like longer shots and like really take time with them rather than like the quick cuts. I've just I've just been kind of disappointed with his movies for like the last several years, and I feel like this is him finally back at his best. It's just unfortunate that the story itself is it's just a rehash of the of the same thing. Rachel, what is her last name? Zach Ziegler. Oh yeah, yeah. She played Maria, the lead. It looks like she's her career is picking up steam. Uh, so she did this. Uh, she's in Shazam: Fury of the Gods <gasps> next year, oh, nice. and then the year after that, she actually plays Snow White in uh, Disney Snow White. That that was all I had to say. It's Romeo and Juliet, and I didn't know that, and I got to the part. Spoiler alert! But it's like just like in. Romeo and uh, Juliet when Romeo's friend gets killed. Once that happened, I was like, okay, I feel like I don't need to watch the rest of this because I know exactly how it's how it's going to play out. It's more about the music and the message. And and the dancing. There was dancing in there. Yeah, there better be. It's a musical. <laughs> there was this scene when they're fighting over the gun. T- Tony, the main character, is trying to get it from his friend. And he... Tony just like sets it down on the ground and then his friend obviously picks it up and then like they keep fighting over it and then they dance. It was all a dance number, but it just felt like if you don't want him to have the gun, then just take it. <laughs> I actually, on YouTube, look it up. Speaking of YouTube. There, um, so I watched the original and then I watched this documentary, this uh, guy that studies music. He explained the music and the meaning behind it hmm. in... West Side Story, so like the the theme for the Jets, which that's the the white kid gang, yeah, as opposed to the Puerto Rican gang, kid yeah. kids, well young young people. I I don't know. Anyways, um, so he just broke down why they pick the notes and hmm. how the and how that theme gets uh, inverted and used in different ways throughout the musical. It's oh. very interesting. If if you, I guess find that kind of thing are interesting. into music, um, yeah. yeah. If you're if you're into music, uh, it's 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 like twenty minutes. Um, and he goes over the whole movie. Uh, but the interesting, the most interesting part, I thought, was at the end. He's he's talking about how. So when you like when you hear a scale, the scale of music, you know, yeah, do re mi fa so la. When you hear that, your mind wants it to finish. Oh. Like even if the the note is not played, like your brain like plays w- it wants just so you have next. resolution. The ending of this musical does not have resolve that. it. Oh wow! So even though the sharks help the jets carry Tony's body away, I don't know if that's in the remake, but the ending of the original movie, yes, Tony's killed and the Tony the. <laughs> <laughs> The jets and the sharks, they, like, come together and, you know, oh, let's... It, it, it makes it look like it's nice and, like, showing respect or whatever. Um, but then, little subtlety with the music, it's not resolved. Like, it's not over. So, like, yeah, as though to say their problems aren't resolved. And so this is continue. a nice moment, but there's, there's going to be more conflict in the future. Wow. Um, so if that kind of thing is interesting to you, there's so much like symbolism uh, with music, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, um, like like there's like hidden meaning in the m- music. The, yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Hmm. And it also, um, he explained how the music kind of tries to make both sides look like they're not bad. They're, oh, okay. Everybody's just in a bad situation, but the music definitely paints the Jets as the aggressors and the Sharks as just trying to survive. So I don't, I don't want to give too much away. And I would say, like, even in the uh, lyrics of the songs, like, depending on who is singing, like, because I almost could get that sense just from, from what they're saying. <laughs> so my husband didn't watch the, want to watch the whole original, so we he got on YouTube and looked up abridged West Side Story. Uh-huh. The, like, second video that was suggested was this video about the music, so... You should look so, that up. So if you YouTube uh, abridged, and, um, West Side Story. abridged West Side Story, then it'll be one of those. All right. Well, nice. The remake w- came out this year. It's the 60th anniversary. So the reason I watched the original, though, uh, I joined the Turner Classic Movie Wine Club. I really like that. It's a ch- uh, cable channel. Yeah. I don't know if you... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, they're also... They, they have a hub on HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a wine club where they scour the you know world for different wines. And then in California, they actually make wine specific to movies. And the only way to get these wines is to join the wine club. Oh, it's exclusive. <laughs> it is. It is. And this isn't a... You know, uh, this is not an ad. Yeah, we're not I'm, sponsored or anything. I'm but just explaining why you're going to hear a lot about wine drinking soon. Which I think that's fun. I think that'll be great. So you buy a case of wine at a time. That's 12 bottles. Mm-hmm. And it comes with a little information card about the wine itself, where it comes from, the people that made it. And then it tells you what food to pair with it and then wow. what classic film to pair with it. That is awesome. I've been wanting to do this. I've talked to you about this years ago. For years, ago. yeah. Um, I've been wanting to it for a really long time. So I finally did. Yeah. Um, so we got all the information cards and I was like, okay, here's the movies that we own. Here's the movies that we don't own. Oh, yeah. So we have to start with the movies that we own. Um, and my husband doesn't really like old movies. So I said... <laughs> Why don't you just pick the food that you want to eat? There you <laughs> so go. So we'll do we'll watch the movie and eat dinner and taste the wine and make, you know, a whole experience thing. And he was like, "Oh, this one says barbecue. Let's have some barbecue." And the movie that it was paired with was West Side Story. West Side Story. The uh original, of course. The original. Um so the wine came from Portugal. It was called Stones and Bones. And it's called that because the vineyard, they actually discovered dinosaur bones. Oh, that's cool. So. Fun. Wine. And Steven Spielberg directed Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all, it's all full circle. It's all connected. Um, so it's like, you know, here's the stuff you should be tasting in the wine. And here's why we're pairing it with the barbecue. And here's why we think this movie. And it was like, oh, because this is a spicy, you know, oh, kind yeah. of movie. Well, so- um, Stones and Bones, I mean, that just sounds like they're little uh, rumbles that they're going to, too. <laughs> but we're the, the next time we do it, I definitely want more people because we couldn't drink a whole bottle of wine. Well, it was it ca- was ca- a call me. He likes uh, dry wine and I like sweet wine. So I got him. Uh-huh. Turner Classic Movie Wine Club. You can pick. Do you want oh, it sweet? Do you want it? That's cool. Dry. Do you want it white? Do you want it red? So I said, I thought... give me the mixed bag. 
Um, wow, I, I I thought you just got what you got. No, you you can pick. That's really cool. So I got the mixed bag, so we both would have you know something. Yeah. Um, and the exclusive in this crate case, whatever. Uh, the exclusive I got a bottle of Phantom of the Opera. Oh, cool. Which is paired with the nineteen twenty. 1925 king kong the the lon cheney the original phantom of the opera movie um is what you're supposed to watch with that one yeah and james dean red Mm. oh rebel without a cause paired with rebel without a cause and the clark gable chardonnay and what is that paired with the misfits oh okay i was just gonna just starring clark just generally clark gable (laughs) just any of his movies it's fine so those are the ones that came in this case. In the next case is Saturday Night Fever and oh. Airplane. Oh, so. very, that's a very different like time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. So I I was just going to do the one case to try it out, but seeing all the ones, all the other ones that I could could get throughout the year, I'm excited to do that. If other people want to participate, if you would like to come over for a wine tasting and dinner, email us at <laughs> Slurred Cinema Gmail whatever so now that we've sort of given our thoughts on at least the the best picture nominees uh which i said uh don't look up you said i guess nightmare alley nightmare alley did you want to pick from some of the other major categories like actors yeah if you have time for that i mean yeah we have i mean do you have time i got time i don't work tonight me either and I figured this could just be, like, real, real, real quick. So uh, we'll start with uh, actor. So best actor, we have Javier uh, Bardem for being the Ricardos. I didn't see that. I did. I heard he was good as same. Uh, Ricky Ricardo. Yeah, same. And I love him in pretty much everything thing I've seen him in, especially um, Sky- Skyfall. Yeah, uh, that was good. And then we got Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog. Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. I did not see that. But I did like him in uh, uh, Sp- Spider-Man, so... <laughs> Wait, we're done with Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, and then we got Will Smith for King Richard, and then Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth, which I did not see either of those, but I did want to see the Macbeth one because yeah. that just visually looked very uh, st- striking. I think that one's up for best cinematography, too. Which, that makes a lot of sense. Um, is that in black and white? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, just, yeah, very, uh, yeah, like I said, just, just like, very, very striking. So, I'm going to go with Will Smith. No, because uh, I didn't actually I see mean, he won the, the SAG award. The, the other one, yeah. Uh, oh, man, all these, oh, could be anybody. I mean, so, I guess, yeah, who I would want to win... Probably Denzel Washington. I think of this list, he's my favorite. But who I think will win? Yeah, it could be Will Smith or Benedict Cabbage Patch. You don't think Javier Bardem? I mean, really, it could be any of them because I've not seen the these movies. So, <laughs> yeah, this is the 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 insight people are listening for. <laughs> <laughs> it's an award show. Anyone could win. Well, yeah. Fuck nuts. Uh, I, I imagine they're screaming at their speakers right now. But now you can email us. Um, actresses in a leading role. We got Jessica Chastain for well, the eyes of Tammy Faye. Wait, hold on. Before Who, who do you think? 
Or do you not have any opinion? Because I don't seen any. I have not seen any of those movies. So you probably shouldn't speak on it then. So I don't who, know. Who, who, who would you, who, who would you, who would you just pick? Just based on everything that you know. I'm gonna go for the underdog. I would say Andrew Garfield. Oh okay, yeah. Um, nice. I feel like he needs a win. He hasn't done anything in a while. He's a good actor, but he does not have the profile that all these people do. So it's true. maybe they want to even the playing field for him. It's true. Yeah. Um, I feel like he is the underdog here, so Sorry. I'm going to go Andrew Garfield. So, yeah, you're going Andrew Garfield. All right. All right. Actress in a leading role, Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter. I don't know what that is. Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos. She played Lucille Ball. Yeah. Kristen Stewart for Spencer. So, honestly, I don't know what the first three are. I mean, like, I know the names but i don't know what these movies are and i had heard of spencer you know kristen stewart uh being in that but i really i don't know this list very well like this is a weird year it is it's it is i feel like it's in the past it was easier to keep up with things because they were in theaters but some of these weren't in theaters some of them was only on streaming that's true it's all over the place, and I, I don't know. I haven't seen it is it. hard to keep up because I think they're trying to reach more people by not just nominating things that were released to, to theaters. Which used to be a rule. Yes. You had to play in the county that Los Angeles is in yeah. um, sometime in the year. But with the pandemic, they opened it up to anything that was on streaming that year also. Well, the pandemic, and I think also just to get more people in into it, they, I think they also just kind of pick popular movies on like streaming services too. Um, but of this list, it would be kind of cool, I guess, to see C- Kristen Stewart win. But I would probably have to say Nicole Kidman. Like that's who I would pick. Well, Jessica Chastain. Where's the love for Jessica Chastain? Yeah, I mean, she's good. I just, I have no idea what this is. So I, sure. I think Tammy Faye was, uh, I want to say like televangelist or something. Oh, okay. Hmm. I, uh, I would, it's probably gonna be Kristen Stewart. She, uh, she's, she's come a long way from Twilight. Actually, a few years ago, she won that French award. I think it was French that no American actress had ever won before. I only know the Golden Lion. Anyways... Yeah, this is a hard year because I also have not really seen most of these. Um, Cyrano was nominated for costume design. I didn't think that came out till this year, so I was expecting it to be on next year's award show. But apparently, it's not. Um, so I'm 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 doubly disappointed that that wasn't nominated for more. Second snubby. Se- second, second worst snubby. Looking at the directors. Excuse me. I didn't even realize Kenneth Branagh. Branagh. I know we've said his name before. I didn't realize he directed. Oh, I thought he was Belfast. in that. I didn't know he directed it. Yeah. Who he he also directed um, Death on the Nile, which we pre- previously just uh, talked about too. Speaking of Broadway babies that also act in real movies. Not Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, he's uh, really. He's a he's a real serious Shakespearean kind of actor. Um, I think he has his own like theater or acting troupe or that would something. not surprise he, like, me he's a big deal he he does with judy dench oh yeah who is like, also in Belfast. like like big name people yeah work with him that's on, really cool. on the stage and then he switches over and 
goes on the screen and 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 directing <clears throat> and directing i mean i like him uh and then the rest of the list we got drive my car which i didn't see um, baby you can drive my car uh that was i'm so sorry if i say this wrong Ri, ryusuke hamaguchi hamaguchi I'm sorry. The I, House of Gucci? What? I tried. We got Licorice Pizza, like I said, Paul Thomas Anderson, The Power of the Dog, Jane uh, Campion, and West Side Story, Steven Spielberg. But honestly, I think it would be cool to see Ken- Kenneth Branagh win. I feel like Steven Spielberg, yes, he's he's back, sort of. I guess we'll see how the next one goes. But I feel like, I don't know, he's just like too safe to kind of go with, you know? Who who do you who is who would you like to see win director? I like Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Same. Not I haven't seen Belfast, but the movies that I yes. have seen he's directed are better than the other people's things that I've seen. So Drive My Car is actually up for the best international film. Oh, it's it's they used to call it foreign foreign film, film but now it's but international. international. That makes sense. Also, so that was from Japan. That might be why you had trouble saying that guy's name. Yeah, I or knew lady. It. Is it a? I think it was a man. Like I think I saw a picture. Also, international feature film Flea, which was up for I think the best uh, animated. Oh yeah, I I believe yeah, so. Flea yeah. was animated, and it's not. Um, and it's not like um. A movie that was nominated for both Best Picture and another side category can't win both because Parasite won when it was still called Foreign Film and Best Picture. I have not seen any of these. Uh, I haven't seen any of the animated feature films. Encanto, Luca, The Mitchells vs. Oh. the Machines, Ray and the Last Dragon. I wanted to see all of those, but I didn't see any. Of I those. saw Encanto, and I feel like that will win only because it's the most popular, and I it was not good. Hmm. I feel like I've been saying that a lot in this episode, and it's not that we hate movies. They're just not nominated good stuff this year. Well, there's just there's not a lot of good out right now. It's like it with the with pandemic exactly. Maybe. Like I feel like now the movie theaters are starting to get stuff in that was supposed to come out like the last three years. Yeah. So now it's like, oh my god, there's so much stuff that I need to catch up on. Um, so next year it'll be a bloodbath. <laughs> um, but Hopefully, Encanto, I heard Disney is going to re-release on Disney Plus with a different version. Did they say what kind of version? No. Is it like a sing-along? I didn't look probably? into it because I haven't seen Encanto. Yeah, it's probably like a sing-along uh, because I feel like they do that with their movies. Um, well, they do that with like their hit musical movies. It's just like the songs weren't... I mean, a couple of the songs were kind of catchy, but like... Normally, it feels like songs in a musical move the story forward, and in this, it's more like we just get hung up on like how this character feels in every song. My community is mad at Disney right now, so I. I, I did see something about that. About I haven't some, been partaking in any Disney some, products lately. Uh, walkouts. Um, Although I did give uh, Obi Wan Kenobi a lot of shoutouts. Yeah, but aside from that, I feel aside like from you and McGregor, they're not getting any help from me. I feel both the actor and character would be on your side, though, so that that's okay. The, Disney donated a lot of money to politicians that passed the Don't Say Gay bill in Florida, Yeah, and which is not good. And their defense of their actions was really pathetic. They said, yeah, we gave money to these politicians, but we didn't know what they were going to do. Like, then why are you supporting them? 
Right. And then they said, oh, we believe in diversity because we released Encanto. And it's like, okay. That made us money. We simply put out this movie, not to make millions of dollars, but... To show diversity. Because we, we're all about diversity. <sighs> Disney, do better. You are a powerhouse. You're one of the biggest companies in the world. You could be changing the world. Instead, you're just hmm, I'm about to get really vulgar and bad language. And children could be listening. So Disney, do better. Well, on that note... Um, but we're not a political podcast. No, we're not. We're, we're not, not Joe Rogan, so we're just going to move away from that. Cinematography. There are so many good... Yes. No, definitely. No, like... Um, Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, West Side Story. Dune, you know, being nominated in every category except animated feature. Which there was that scene with that mouse, so maybe they could have <laughs> gotten away with it. <laughs> so I'm thinking Dune, you know, might... Sometimes that means that... I think that, well, I don't know, though, because there are movies that are nominated for, like, everything, and then they end up just taking home two. Or none. Or none. So I'm, I'm not saying it's it's always this way, but usually that's a good indicator of how people feel about... Yeah. I could see Dune winning, like, all of the technical stuff, though. Yeah. Technically, it was a very good movie. Which, honestly, and I, I should have mentioned this earlier, but... I am so glad because that director, I forgot his name, he also did Blade Runner 2049, which was like a complete um, flop, and it didn't get any recognition because it wasn't commercially successful. That movie, speaking of cinematography, that movie is so pretty, and I thought that movie deserved so, so much more, and so I'm just glad to see that he is at least getting something out there that's getting some recognition, even if it wasn't the movie that I think is... Like, even if it's not the better of the two movies. Because I think Blade Runner 2049 was better. Harrison Ford, so I'm told. (laughs) Punched Ryan Gosling... Or, yeah, punched punched Ryan Gosling in in the face, and then, yeah. I almost said Ryan Reynolds earlier, and that wouldn't have made any sense, but... They're practically the the same they're both canadian aren't they i think so well there you go two two ryan's from the same country yeah yeah they're They're the same person (laughs) everybody thinks that they're handsome yeah if i ever meet ryan gosling in in person i'm gonna be like oh i loved you in deadpool (laughs) and then he'd punch me in the face (laughs) someone would come with an ice pack and he'd put it on his hand who 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 would you pick for uh cinematography like i said i was really I really liked the cinematography of Nightmare Alley and Dune, so I'd be happy with either of those taken at home. That's not to say the other ones don't deserve it, I just haven't seen the other ones. Yeah, I, I, I've really not seen most of this uh, list. Oh, No Time to Die was nominated for visual effects. And House of Gucci was nominated for hair. Just hair? Well, and makeup. Oh. I guess they did... Disguised Jared Leto pretty pretty well. Okay, very very interesting. Lady Gaga's hair in it. I feel like that took some work. I mean, yes, everyone looks different in it, but I think Jared Leto's character looks like the most different. Yeah, he looks like Penguin in Batman. Almost, yeah. Was he an actor or a singer first? I think he was an actor first. Because not hearing about him until like the the mid two thousand after Thirty Seconds to Mars had that one big song. Yes. The kill? Yeah. So yeah. I thought 
he was a musician first. So, so did I. But now I'm like, oh, he was acting like in the 90s. He was in mm, Fight Club. That's he weird. was in American Psycho. Requiem for a, a Dream. Yeah. 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 So that's cool. Which, speaking of Jared Leto, we got uh, Morbius coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess let us know if you want us to see that, and that will be the only reason I'll probably go see it. <laughs> um, or you know, I mean, if I if I catch it, I guess we'll talk about it. But I'm not really like that. Might be a bumper movie. He might want to. True. Want to see that? My husband really wants to see the Lost City. Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum. Oh, so do we want to talk about things that we want to see? I'm just. I mean. I, was, I mean, yeah. Let's just. You do that. had mentioned Morbius, so we got Silence the Head. Sonic the Hedgehog coming. Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 coming out. Which I didn't see the first one. Did um, you see the first one? No. I didn't. Uh, let us know if you want us to see the first one. <laughs> Fantastic Beasts. I'm excited that they are releasing that in theaters and it's not just going to be a HBO. Is that the last one? That's the third. Are they just yeah. doing a trilogy, I hope? I thought. I mean, it looks like it's going to... Because the other two are not good. You don't like the first I don't like either. The of first part I thought was good. They're, the second part was okay, but it was the middle part of the trilogy, so they're very underwhelming, both of them. So, th- so this one has to be like really, really good. The first one got me in the nostalgia, just like Solo did with Star Wars movies. Okay, like yeah. a lot of them, a lot of the Star Wars shit that's been coming out has been terrible, but Solo they did. So, they did and some the of that, right? shows are pretty good. Mandalorian's good. Mandalorian's good. Boba was okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was a show. It was a show. (sighs) But you guys, uh, obviously, since you're a fan, you've already heard our review of Boba. Probably three times by now. (laughs) (laughs) To really get the full extent out of it. The Black Phone, Ethan Hawke. (gasps) Love that guy. Uh, Kyle got me the book. Oh, there's a book. Yeah, so I'm going to read the book uh, so, maybe before I see the movie. Can I just say, if you've not seen the trailer, go watch the trailer. Go on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, I have to say, though, when I first saw that trailer, I thought it was going to be a S- Sinister Part 3. That's what Kyle said. Because he was in the first one, Ethan Hawke, he, he was the dad. And I was thinking that he was going to be like the same character, but he's all like messed up now and in the trailer he has what he has like some kids trapped in a room and there's the black phone right that's like the whole thing or does he he have he has one kid he gets one kid at a time okay and so i was thinking like the plot was this guy was trying to kill the sinister demon but he was like trapping kids as bait oh oh they should make that instead of having like this you know good guy dad he's just so arranged and like messed up or is is the thing even real like you could play with that too like is it just the guy that's crazy or is is the demon real i want to see that movie now yeah so i will Um, get right on it i will write it up get a first draft for next episode yeah you should um but anyways back to what the movie actually is the black phone i i will see that yeah. Uh, it looks very. It looks like a Stephen King. Hmm. Ethan Hawke's character in Sinister is dead, though. You don't really see it though. It just cuts to black. I mean, they like the girl paints with his blood, like paints yeah. with somebody's blood. Oh, okay. Because you see it like splatter on the wall, right? It could be like his hand, arm. 
Did you see the videos of what those other kids I'm did to saying, their families? I'm saying there is an opportunity. Because, yeah, you would think that he's dead. And then, surprise, he's not. We've completely changed the whole franchise. Ethan Hawke, I would see uh, in anything. Speaking of full circles, he is also the dad of Uma Thurman's daughter, who we mentioned earlier. Really? Yeah. They oh, had, cool. Had the, yeah. Um, what an acting dynasty. Which, also, if you don't know who their daughter is, if you watched um, Stranger Things Season 3, she was Robin. I was going to say Chips Ahoy, but that's the cookie. Yeah. Is it Ships Ahoy? It must be Ship, Ships Ahoy. Ship Shawana. Ship Shawana. Whatever. Shepherd <laughs> Shuck Attack. Anyways, she is the girl that you think is going to wind up with Steve. Poor Steve. Man, he can't catch a break. Fuck that show, man. No, that's a Steve good show. deserves better. Uh, <laughs> anyways, this has been our Stranger Things episode. Yeah, we'll we'll do an episode. When is the new season? Oh, uh, any day, honest. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll do an episode for the new season. We we probably will. It is this year. I just forget which. Yeah, I've, I've seen time like of year. ads um... for the like three years. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was a lot of a tangent. I think I think we could probably uh, start wrapping this up. Yeah. Yeah, I thought we were wrapping it up. Oh, I mean, we we said everything nominated. Yeah, I stuff. I I said everything. Um, we said words. So thank you all for listening. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, pretty much most anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. Uh, you can contact the show at slurredcinemapodcast at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, concerns. If we're not on a podcast platform that's your favorite, please let us know. Also, let us know what y- you would like to see win or what some of your favorite nominated movies were or maybe some uh, snubs that yeah, you have. That we didn't mention because we, we haven't... Uh like we said we have not seen much yeah uh lately we used to be really well because there used to be more more out yeah but now we have the vip subscription so we're gonna see more movies anyways Uh, we'll see as always there are mental health resources in the uh, description below i think that's like more important now than ever i feel like i've said that before but the world just keeps getting more and more interesting uh anyways i guess that's why we're here to to distract you for an hour or so yeah so i hope that's working anyways jermaine do you do you have anything else to say please drink responsibly yeah thanks do you want to three two one cheers Cheers.